Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagel. And today's episode was inspired by a recent study that on its face may surprise a lot of people but maybe it shouldn't. This study found that reducing the amount of sugar in the diet of healthy people did not improve their HA1C levels. That's a measure of blood sugar control over time. Now, there's more I want to say about this specific study, but I want to start by talking about why this outcome seems so surprising and counterintuitive. The statement that sugar is bad for us is one of the most uncontroversial positions you can take these days. In fact, the only people, really, that are going to push back against you are probably the trade organizations that represent sugar refiners and sugar-sweetened beverage manufacturers. Because, you know, they've been feeling for a long time that they're being unfairly blamed and scapegoated for the rise in obesity and other diet and lifestyle-related illnesses. Now, there's no question that people with diabetes do need to carefully plan and manage their intake of sugar and other carbohydrates. That's because this disease disrupts the body's ability to regulate blood sugar levels in response to the dietary intake of carbohydrate foods. For people with diabetes, eating too much sugar can result in high blood sugar levels, and over time, That can lead to all kinds of other problems, everything from increased risk of heart disease to nerve damage, vision loss, even amputation of limbs. Because people with type 2 diabetes are usually advised, and rightfully so, to limit their consumption of sugar, it might seem logical that limiting sugar consumption would also be a way for healthy people to reduce their risk of developing type 2 diabetes in the first place. However, this may not be the case. On the surface, there appears to be a lot of research showing that sugar intake is absolutely correlated with type 2 diabetes risk. But when you really look at these studies, they are usually describing a dietary pattern that might be high in sugar, but is also high in fat or saturated fat or of a generally poor nutritional quality. When you strip away all these confounding factors, including things like overall nutritional quality of the diet, body weight, smoking, physical activity, and you look only at sugar intake and type 2 diabetes risk, the relationship is not at all so clear. For example, researchers looked at the association between total sugar intake and the risk of developing type 2 diabetes or cardiovascular disease in almost 100,000 women who were part of the Women's Health Initiative observational study. And while sugar intake was correlated with increased risk, sugar intake alone was not a significant predictor. 
In other words, once they adjusted for everything else that contributes to type 2 diabetes risk, the link between sugar consumption and risk disappeared. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Dietary sugar is problematic for people with type 2 diabetes because their ability to regulate their blood sugar is impaired. Their blood sugar goes up and then stays up. But people who do not have type 2 diabetes, by definition, have not lost their ability to regulate their blood sugar. When they consume a lot of sugar, their bodies just deal with it. Their blood sugar goes up, but then it comes back down. So with that in mind, the study that I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode makes a little more sense. This was a bunch of people who did not have type 2 diabetes, meaning that their bodies were able to properly regulate their blood sugar levels in response to whatever sugar they ate. Reducing the amount of sugar in their diet didn't improve their blood sugar control because their blood sugar was reasonably well controlled already. Now, it's really important to point out that this study was not originally designed to look at the impact of a lower sugar diet on blood sugar control. The original goal of this study was to see if reducing the amount of sugar in the diet would improve symptoms of gum disease. But Because they collected data on blood sugar control during that original study, researchers decided to use that data to test a second hypothesis, namely that reducing sugar content of diet in people who did not have type 2 diabetes would result in improved measures of glycemic control. And as it turned out, the data did not support their hypothesis. However, if this study had been intended originally to test the impact of a low-sugar diet on glycemic control, it probably would have been structured a little differently. For one thing, it might have been longer than just two weeks. They might also have tested a more significant reduction in sugar, because in this study, the baseline diet contained an average of 67 grams of sugar per day, the lower sugar diet still contained an average of 44 grams per day. And they also weren't distinguishing between naturally occurring sugar, like that in fruit, and added sugars. And this is the problem with doing secondary analysis on studies that were actually intended to look at something else. You're often stuck with a study design or data that are not ideally suited to your question. And the findings are usually considered to be preliminary or exploratory and not definitive. A secondary analysis like this is a reason to do a better designed study to see if these findings hold up. And what if they do? If reducing your sugar intake doesn't actually reduce your risk of developing type 2 diabetes, should we still be advising everyone to limit their intake of added sugars? Or should that advice be limited to those who already have type 2 diabetes or maybe prediabetes? In my view, there are still good reasons to limit your intake of added sugars. 
sugary foods and beverages often displace other healthier foods from the diet. If we eat sweets instead of foods that are more nutritious, then our overall nutrition suffers. And if we eat sweets in addition to more nutritious foods, that may end up to more calories than we need. And that's especially true of sugar-sweetened beverages. Drinking a soda with your meal might add two or 300 extra calories to the meal, but it's not going to make you feel any fuller, and it doesn't tend to decrease how much you eat. And those excess calories can lead to weight gain. Ideally, the attempt to limit added sugars will have the effect of reducing empty calories and increasing your intake of more nutritious options. And this is why I also encourage you to limit your intake of zero-calorie sweeteners as well. Artificially sweetened drinks and desserts may be lower in sugar than their sugar-sweetened counterparts, but they usually aren't adding that much to the nutritional quality of your diet. And if you're not eating or drinking those all day, perhaps it will make room for something that offers more nutritional value. And finally, If reducing your risk of developing type 2 diabetes is a priority, here are some other strategies that might be even more effective. Number one, maintain a healthy body weight. If you are significantly overweight, you can substantially reduce your risk of developing type 2 diabetes by losing just 5% of your current body weight, even if at that point you were still overweight. And in fact, in terms of your disease risk, you are better off losing 5% and keeping it off long-term than losing a whole lot more than that, but then regaining it. Number two, be more active. Regular physical activity promotes healthy blood sugar levels by making your cells more receptive to the effects of insulin. Number three, as often as you can, take a 15 to 20-minute walk after you eat. Small, frequent movement breaks throughout the day can help improve insulin sensitivity, but getting some physical activity right after eating is particularly helpful. Number four, quit smoking. The impact of cigarette smoking on type 2 diabetes risk is so profound that smoking is now considered to be a direct cause of this disease. And number five, include plenty of fiber in your diet. High-fiber foods nourish the beneficial bacteria in your gut, and in return, those bacteria produce butyrate. That's a compound that supports healthy blood sugar metabolism. If you're looking for more support for healthy weight management, please check out the tools and the resources at wayless.life, where our goal is to help people create habits, mindset, and lifestyle that helps them weigh less without dieting. That's at wayless.life. If you have a question you'd like me to answer in a future episode, you can email it to me at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com. You can also leave me a message at 443-961-6206. Nutrition Diva is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast supported by a wonderful team, including Brian Getchis, Nathan Sems, Davina Tomlin, Holly Hutchings, Morgan Christensen, and Cameron Lacey. Thanks to all of them and thanks to you for listening. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. 
for when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com.